Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back on the block. I'm E. Strick and Austin Orman. Once again, listen, the conversation on the NIL was popping. You on the text line had it going. Uh, have a uh, couple of questions we want to go ahead and get to, a couple of topics we want to discuss. Uh, Ether After says on Twitch, can't help but to think there is some brand work being done there on Alabama's part, having those stories released. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, listen, we, I, I think also that the brand work is being implemented because I think ultimately, Austin, when you're talking about brand work, I think you're going to get the most. We're going to continue this conversation. I think you're going to get the most out of your players. You're going to get the most stick and stay, the most work out of the players that want to be there as opposed to those that are coming there because of monetary values. Um, It's different when you're a professional, right? Mm -hmm. You know, why is it different? Because the market is being set for you by your production on the court. If you was in college, you put in the work, you got to go show and prove in front of them. You got to go and do workouts. They got to believe in you. They got to have conversations. They do analytics. They try to figure, there's a lot of work that's put into them figuring out whether or not, just not some tape, not some huddle, not some, you know, they saw you, they saw you in competition, but you got to understand the elevated levels of the competition go to different levels when you get to college. Like there are programs out there, your IMGs, your Boscos, your modern days, there there are different programs out there that are going to play schedules that are going to be very similar to what they're going to see in college, but still it ain't college. It ain't like you hitting a power five program. It ain't like you hitting, hitting that those types of uh, Georgia's and Alabama's. It ain't like that. So the market as a professional is set for you. And that's when you're paid upon that market level. So I think it is brand. I think that's something that I see Coach Rule is trying to establish because he's saying, we want you to want to be here. So you can, t- he didn't actually say it, but he's saying it in, in, in a circumvented way by, by, by basically saying, we want you to want to be here. And so if you want to want to be here, then we can have discussions a little bit more about what that entails. That, that, that's just my, my, my thought on it. Absolutely. To go back to one of your first points there, Strick, what, were the biggest adjustments from high school to college and college to the pros? And then which of those adjustments was a bigger step high school to college or college to pros? Oh, for me, definitely. It was uh, college to pros, the speed, the strength, the physicality, um, the cerebral aspect of the game had to be next level, you know, um, turning a pick and roll. Sometimes my athleticism can get me, but turning a pick and roll in the NBA, they're scheming you certain ways, whether it's a high hedge, whether it's a show, whether it's a down, which means they're forcing me. You So there's different things and different rotations that are going to come out of that. So I have to think beyond just the athleticism. Now that happens in college. 
but it's just another level because the speed is so much, much faster. Things have to happen so much quicker. So yeah, that jump was a little bit tough. Now you're talking about an elongated scale of, of games as well. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about sometimes one of the worst things I had, Austin, was a five game in seven days. Mm. So just think about that. That's with added travel. You know, these kids are playing maybe a couple games a week. Maybe three, three at the most. Three at the most. Five in one week. And it, it would and with travel in between. So that's a it's it's a mental thing when you get to that next level. And I think that's the level that I had to increase from going from from college to the pros was the mental. Now, me in high school, a lot of people don't know. High school, as a freshman, I was 6'2", about 180. As a senior, I was 6'3", 205. Woo. I went into college. Oh, I went into college ready, baby. I was, I was mm -hmm. physically ready. So that part didn't hinder me at any point. It was just developing, knowing how to slow down, understanding changes of pace. It was just different aspects that I had to in, in, enhance my game on. The, the physicality part was no, no, no problem. But see, that's different in football because the physicality is dramatically different. Now, there are some kids that are phenomenally athletically gifted and, and so forth and so on. So they can come in pretty ready, but then it's the speed of the game. But then there's others just as physical as you. You used to dominate mm -hmm. because of your physical attributes. But now, wait a second. There's somebody on this other side that's been here. He's a senior. He's, he's seasoned. You're trying to come around that edge, and he puts a hand in your chest. You're like, wait a second. That's a little bit different than what I used to feel. You know. So I think that's what the difference is. Another difference that you touched on that I think is key as well is, you know, these kids coming from high school to college aren't professionals yet. You know, they haven't earned that privilege of right. being a free agent. The other thing too, Strick, when you think about money at the professional level, the NBA and the NFL have salary caps. There's no salary cap yeah. in college football, right? You know, collectives right. aren't going out and spending, you know, $220 million on a team like you see in professional sports, right? They're not doing that. But they don't have infinite money either. Not every player right. is getting an NIL deal. So at the same time that they're not spending that much, look at what A&M did. The numbers they posted for, for their guys, like Saban was talking about in that article as well. So it, as a professional, you, you kind of know the parameters of how much you're working with, right? Based on what your agent and what the team says the salary cap situation is, based on what other guys who have played a, about your level have made based on what they project you to be as well. In college, mm -hmm. even though there's less money, there are none of those parameters or guidelines. And I right. think that's kind of an issue to, to, in some cases for kids. And I think that's where the NCAA didn't do a good job. Now they're now, you know, as I told you, they've, they've made some, you know, some, some changes and they did some things over the summer back in August, they started to put some things in with regards to the transfer portal I just think that they're not getting ahead of this, left it with a wild, wild west type of feel. And ultimately, I think they're behind the curve and it's when? just really tough to put the tooth, toothpaste back into the uh, into the two. Um, so there's others like uh, Bo Lever on the text line that says, I agree. Um, he says there's been secret money for a long time. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. There's no question about it. That has been in the game. It's just now up front and, 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 and center now that you can do it. It's legal, right, to do it now. And so I agree that they should be – he says, I agree that they should be paying for college. Um, Nyla, I like what Nyla had to say on the text line. 
uh, Sardar Heyman text line, you'd still have to maintain standard grades. See, that's something to consider too, right? When they come on campus and they've made that kind of money, it's tough for you as a coach to tell a kid to take your butt to class, to, to, to take your butt to class, to get in there and do your work. Oh, you've got to maintain. There's still, there's still uh, uh, things that you have to do as far as the grade system that you have to maintain on your team, a certain level of that. That's why you see sometimes guys leave a little bit early because they just they're not maintaining that standard. I think that has to be a standard that has to be put in. Um, I think there has to be contracts that are that are, you know, relegated for each party involved. If you don't live up to this, if you're not doing this on the field, if you're not playing a certain amount of games, if you're not then some of that NIL money, NIL money ain't coming. You know, so I think that there needs to be some form of that in it, not just you get this NIL deal. I think there needs to be a little bit of give and take on that side of things as well. Right. I I didn't get an athletic scholarship. I don't know what the parameters are around those, but I know for my academic scholarship, I did have to maintain a certain grade level. I don't see why that shouldn't be the case, you know, across the board. Or even if you say, you know, you don't have to keep it at, you know, a 3-0 or whatever, whatever your, you know, first semester, first two semesters are, until yeah. you get to a certain point, whether that's, you know, a 2A to 3.0, show that you're working in the classroom, but to keep your scholarship, you have to raise that GPA. And then once you hit that mark, if you hit that mark and you go below, you're on probation for a semester. If you stay mm-hmm. below for two semesters, scholarship gone. But if you stay at that level or keep going up, scholarship's still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I know that they do have some form of that because I remember – uh, when I was playing baseball, there were times where I just was like, shoot, I'm tired. Mentally, I'm drained. I got into probation. and I was like, wait a minute. You know, I could be out for a semester. No, sir. I got back on it. I ended up becoming an uh, academic All-Big A student. So I, I got it turned around. But, but but at the same time, yeah, there there are some of those ramifications that are out there. Um, Scott asked on the text line. Thank you, Scott. Uh, Strick, uh, they have the G League when I was um, – when when you went to the league, where did you play first? No, there was not a G League when I was when I was around. It was actually the CBA or the Continental Basketball League that was like a G League. It was a it was a league that a lot of NBA teams looked looked at. Uh, I actually coming out of college made it my my the first half of my season with the Dallas Mavericks. I got cut in January. I went to the CBA to Oklahoma City. Um, and the crazy name is the name. I think the name was the Thunder. That's that. It was like <laughs> Oklahoma circle. City Thunder was the CBA team name that I played for for a short period of time. Got traded to Quad City. No, it was the Quad City Thunder. Ah. It was Oklahoma City something else. It was Quad City Thunder. Um, but I went to Quad City and I was there for a short period. Really, really had a good run. Came back to the Dallas Mavericks. So uh, that's how I ended up you know, going through that little, little space. Now the money that we made, I think it was really small in the CBA. I mean, it might've been like, you know, 1200, $1,500 a week, maybe three, 4,000 a month. Maybe mm-hmm. it was not very much. I mean, we had a small little apartment. We got a little bit of per diem and that's kind of how it was uh, when we went through that, that, that little cycle, man, you guys are great on the text line. Cyber Hammond text line is always open. 402-464-5685. We don't, we're not going to have an answer. Austin. There's, there's not going to be an answer. We just wanted to spark debate. Mm-hmm. We want to have the conversation because we know it's something that's going to continue to exist. It's not going to, 
be changed overnight, but we definitely want to come up with ways and thoughts and, 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 and hopefully we'll start to see something because it's not a sustainable model right now. Absolutely not. So before we played the shootout, what to you is the most problematic part of NIL and what's your best idea to fix that? Well, I, I think it's two, it's a two part for me. One, the big, the big colleges in the big conferences with the big money can, 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 can win. Obviously it's because they, it's also your alumni, your alumni is what kind of comes together and creates these collectives. So if you've got a huge alumni base, you've got great tradition, you've got people that like Nebraska that has been, been along for, for this ride for a long time, um, that can, that can help you to win. Uh, but it's the smaller programs that I think where we're going to see problems. It's the smaller programs. There's teams in basketball that can't that can't hang with the Kentucky NIL. But here's the problem: how how good are Kentucky doing right now? They're not. You know they're paying those kids significantly well. How good are they doing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Some of these smaller programs, you know, I'm 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 interested to see how this pans out. In football, but then the problem is the smaller programs end up losing both in football and basketball, Austin, because they end up jumping because these, you know, you you perform there, you end up leaving, so you don't stay the course at the place where they help build you. Right, and that I don't like it. No, to some degree, that's always been the case, and I think there is that worry with NIL. There are two cases though that I hope become more normal. Uh, UTSA in football, their quarterback Frank Harris Jr. said he was leaving. Uh, didn't want to leave, but um, they ended up getting an NIL deal worked out. So he came back to UTSA. I think he was going to go to the draft or move on from football. But they, they put together an NIL deal to bring him back. The other one that I think is even more informative is uh, Western Kentucky's quarterback, Austin Reed. So after the season, he you know heard through those back channels that there was Power 5 interest in him. So he was up front and told the coach, Hey, I'm going in the transfer portal. Doesn't mean I'm leaving, but I want to hear what other people can offer. You know, because I had a good season, threw for 4,000 yards, took care of the ball, put up put up numbers. I want to see what other people can offer. So what mm-hmm. Western Kentucky did was they didn't have the biggest NIL offer out there. But what Austin Reed said was they went you know to a lot of effort to put something together for me. It showed that they cared. They weren't just going to wash their hands up and say, ah, we can't compete. Sorry. Good luck. Move on. So I love it. I love it. So in that, in that, what that's showing us in some space, what we've heard and we talked about just in the last few days, relationships matter. Absolutely. Always have, always will. They matter. And they, and that will always be the case. So if you can just get in the game, you might be able to retain. Because if the kid wants to leave and that's what it's, what it's all about for him, that may not be the best thing for the program ultimately, right? For because sure. They're, 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 they're not playing either for the, look, I, look, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say I don't like NIL. I think it's good. I wish it was around when I was around. Please mm-hmm. believe me. I do. Mm-hmm. But I'm also saying we've got to figure out a way to navigate these, these waters because they're troubled right now. Because there's so and many, that's, that's what's it. there are so many stakeholders mm-hmm. because we have to make it easier for the players to get the money they deserve. We have to make it easier for the players to not fall into the trap of following the money. We have to make it easier for coaches to not have one other thing to balance. We need to make it easier for schools to not constantly have collectives in the NCAA tugging them different ways. We need to make it easier for parents to know that they can trust these schools and these collectives and trust their son 
at these institutions, we need to make it easier for fans. Because right now, the easy yeah. thing to do is, oh, we only went there because of the money. Oh, they're only good because right. of the money. There's right. so much that needs to be cleared up. And again, Strick, I go back to where we started this conversation. It didn't have to be this messy, but the NCAA messed up by not getting out ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and that's been the problem. It's tough to rein it in now. Um, it, it's rolling. But unfortunately, we got to take a break, man. We can go on and on about this thing. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and do shootout with Strick and uh, lock that down. We'll try to be quick about it. Hopefully somebody will come in pretty quickly. We can knock the game out or we'll just give the stricken away because we've got to get to the next segment at three o'clock, which is a good one. Stay tuned. 93.7 The Ticket. We are on the block. We'll be right back.